Self-Discovery Radio, the discovery of self is but a show away. With over 1,800 shows and growing, we bring you those liberating stories that help you on your own life's journey from every single topic you can think of. The only common denominator is authenticity and being in your meaningful purpose. Come and read our new e-book, plus see our discovery store and what wonderful tools we have for you. Do enjoy our shows and don't forget to share. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Choose Positive Living. I'm your host, Sarah Troy. My guest today is Deborah Morgan. We're going to be talking today about fibromyalgia. I have done shows on this before. Anybody who's listened to them knows that I actually have it. I've had it for around 20 years. Deborah has had it as well, but she has overcome it to a great extent where she can live with it and it's not camping with her. So we're going to find out today how she is a fibromyalgia survivor, what she did to overcome it. Um, This is now upgraded to a disease, fibromyalgia. Most of it, and I have interviewed one of the top specialists in it, which if you just put fibromyalgia in here at Self-Discovery Radio, you can listen to his show, um, where he talks about why it's been upgraded to a disease, and that for the most part, it is something we can't cure but manage. So it seems that Deborah has managed to manage it very, very well, and uh, uh, to a point that it's pretty well non-existence in her life now. So we're going to find out how she did that, because we all want to know how to do that. But if you don't know what fibromyalgia is, these are a few of the symptoms. People with fibromyalgia frequently hurt all over and feel exhausted all the time. These symptoms are often force you to seriously limit your physical activity. It's also common to have problems concentrating and remembering things. A lot of people with fibromyalgia have symptoms so severe that they have to quit their jobs to the fatigue and pain. The symptoms are widespread pain, morning stiffness, fatigue, uh, unrefreshing sleep, anxiety, cognitive or memory impairment, they call it fibro fog, depression, abnormality complaints are also irritable, sap bowel syndrome. There are actually 31 triggers uh, to fibromyalgia. I myself have 29 of them. So let's hear Deb's story because I want to know how fibromyalgia was shown the door because believe me, I'd like to show my fibro the door. Welcome to the show, Deborah. Thank you. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great, thank you. Well, having said that, if you have fibromyalgia, you're very susceptible to weather change, aren't you? And yes, we, I am. Yes. yes. We've gone from 30 degrees yesterday to cold, wet, damp, and miserable today. So, <laughs> and the, I know, we live in the same practical place, I swear. And the body definitely feels it, and you can certainly tell the weather uh, with yes. your body when you have fibromyalgia. So tell us your story, um, you know, when, when you first discovered you had fibromyalgia and what your symptoms were. Um, probably back in, like, 1992, I went for chronic fatigue. That's what they called it back then, but I didn't have any pain. I just could barely move. I literally had two kids and a job, and I thought that was it. And so I decided I can't. I just can't manage it anymore as far as being so tired. So I went, and I got checked out for every single thing, and then they said, no, you have chronic fatigue syndrome. So after that, I didn't have any pain, and I even started doing exercises, um, went to the gym, got a trainer, 
um, so that I could work on cholesterol. That seemed to be an issue at that point. And I was probably 34, 33 at this time. And um, so that's a probably close, that's a little over 20 years ago. And um, so I went a long, long time and never had any issues as far as like pain and was even able to get, you know, get a ton of energy out of working out and I just did everything. You would never have known I even had chronic fatigue at all. Mm -hmm. And then I, so we moved uh, from Denver where I was originally born to Arizona because of jobs. And um, when we did, I got a trainer again in Arizona. And the first time that I can remember something being really wrong was I lifted a lot of weight. At that point, I was in really good shape. I was 40, and I was still lifting weights. And um, I loved it. I that's my thing. I've always loved that, um, being able to exercise, always did. And so all of a sudden, I started not being able to lift quite so much. And it seemed to be that it went down a little bit, down a little bit. And finally, it got to the point where I realized that something was wrong. I wasn't able to lift half of what I could lift before. And so that was my first cue that something was wrong, but I didn't know what. Mm -hmm. And so it took them two years after that, every test, every diabetes test, thyroid test, um, every single test I could possibly imagine um, from x-rays to bone scans to blood work to everything and still couldn't find anything. So after two years, I, I did start to hurt, um, but when I hurt, it started <clears throat> it started in my bladder and what I had thought at the time was you know something was going on with the bladder whatever so I went to a urologist and the urologist sent me to a pelvic pain specialist and at that point I had no idea because I had had a hysterectomy there should be no reason why I was having pelvic pain and you know it was just I couldn't figure it out and I went and realized that at that point I had interstitial cystitis or IC as us people who have it know and um, I decided to at that point uh, you know find a little bit more out about that and then after that he's, uh, the doctor that did the IC we did a couple of surgeries on me for other things, um, we were trying to get rid of the pelvic pain. They had to give me treatments four or five times a week, um, insert into the bladder because IC takes away the lining of your bladder and so you have no lining to protect the bladder. Basically now it's called fibro of the bladder. So what happens is it shows up a lot and fibro is a piggybacker. It piggybacks off things that will happen to you 20 years down the road, 10 years down the road, 5 years down the road and so what happened to me was my fibro piggybacked off of the IC and when they sent me to a physical therapist she said I can't get your muscles to be any, your muscles are so tight that I don't know if I can even get them you know, anywhere near where they need to be. And at that point in time, he said I had fiber.
Right. I'm actually going to describe something, which is um, I have fibromyalgia and myofascial pain. And the myofascial is something that a good 20 years or more before I understood what it was, when finally I came across somebody because it's called fibro, you know, fibro optics. Yes, I have it. Yeah. Right. So which this is what, you know, sounds to me like what you had there when, you know, when the muscles kind of, they almost can turn to bone. And it's not the muscle. It's um, if you look right underneath the skin, before you get to all the muscle, there mm-hmm. is uh, fiber optics that coming from the brain that run through your body. That is the command from your brain going to your body to tell it to work. And if that fiber optics is damaged anywhere, that fascia, as they call it, if it's damaged anywhere, it's not getting the messages to the body. And if it's not treated, and it's not treated by, you know, hard massage, it's kind of a soft manipulation, almost like acupressure, um, it can actually literally turn to bone and stop messages getting to the rest of the body and cause a great deal of pain. And, you know, I didn't, I had this, everybody told me I had this, but nobody told me what it was until finally I found somebody on one of the shows that could describe it. And that, uh, that sounds very much like what you have in the bladder is that the fascia is being damaged. Yeah, yeah, because it's like there's, um, when they do a, say when they go in and do a check on you, you know, uh, inside your bladder, they'll do uh, ultrasounds on me quite, you know, still. I have like eight doctors, it's a team of people who have to actually do one thing at a time because nobody can do more than one um, when it comes to, you know, having three different parts of this disease at least. And what, yeah, you get holes in your, in the walls of the bladder uh, lining. So you'll go in there and some of your lining will be fine and some of it will be like, there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. And so off and on over the years I've had to, you know, have those treatments done, you know, to make sure that they, what they do is they basically put some, they, they put stuff in there to kind of protect you and make it so there's an invisible wall. Right. Right, you know, like a film. Yeah. 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 So, um. The thing about fibromyalgia that people don't understand, uh, you know, let's go back to the fatigue thing because that's how it started for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, my fibromyalgia came about through trauma um, and I think also I'd had it for a long time. Um, I think I'd had the IBS for a long time, but it didn't, you know, all the time show. And what uh, started showing my fibromyalgia was the IBS, which is my nemesis. Um, yep, one of and, those. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's it's one of those things that you never know when it's going to attack you or for what reason. You can have your triggers, you know, you can know, don't get overtired, don't get overstressed. Um, right. But you can also be feeling all right and it can hit you. And, uh, you know, there's, it's not a question of what you ate. You know, it's um, who knows what it is. IBS has its own, its own schizophrenic <laughs> personality, yeah, exactly right? Yeah. And it can flare up at any time. And I discovered my fibromyalgia for that. But just like you, they put me for a whole load of tests, and they put me for a whole load of of um, tests subject on pills, and and uh, and it was only. 97 that they diagnosed me with it but I think I'd had it a lot longer which they just couldn't diagnose but it was the fatigue that I found so really really hard and I'd had that fatigue back from when I had my second child and I thought Mm -hmm. oh it's just you know after birth and you've got two children you're tired but you know you feel like you are molasses everything that you do is so 
much harder, isn't it? And as yeah, you say, like walking through mud. Yeah, exactly. You know, here one moment you're lifting weights and feeling great, and the next moment that weight weighs a ton. And it's right. and you can't understand why. You know what is going on? And the trouble with fibromyalgia or any of these problems is, is that you look perfectly okay. So oh when, yeah, it looks fine. Right. Exactly. So when you say to people you have a disability, but you haven't got a leg hanging off, you know, there's no distinctive stars, you're not walking with a a walking stick, you know, you've got to be all right, because one moment you could be functional, and the next moment you could be crippled. That's that's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really hard to get people to actually understand that. And, you know, I I know that the specialist, Dr. Arsenault here in BC, Canada, he has family night where he actually has the family come along, where he actually educates them to what uh, the family member who has it is going through. So they can actually, you know, because it's always the, oh, snap out of it. Or if you just go and do some exercise or run up a pile of stairs, you'll be all right. It's do you know and, the old yeah, that's tip- one of the things that Mac and that's one of the things that I, I end up talking about all the time is the fact that the people who are around us um, care about us or were say for younger people even because they're getting juvenile now, um, you know, fibromyalgia and they're definitely not able to figure out what it is because kids have no idea of knowing why, you know, can I run six miles one day and I can't get out of bed the next. All right. And um People, actually, there's a couple that I know, a, a woman's mother, she had uh, rheumatoid arthritis, which, I mean, every arthritis has its day, you know, yes. and does something different, but we're sort of a soft tissue arthritis, I guess, mm-hmm. is, is how they've explained it to me. With fibromyalgia, people look at you and go, well, you're not, yeah, you're not all bent over, you know, you're not, you don't look like you should hurt. So what's wrong with you? Why can't you go fishing today? Why can't you go to the grocery store? Why can't you watch TV? Why can't you get out of bed? Um, And it's because you can't. And it's really hard to explain to people. And I've literally had to break it down into literally what I figured out um, while writing my book that eventually will come out. Um, The five, where there's the five stages of um, grief. I think there's six stages of fibromyalgia, and they're basically all the same stages that you go through when you get fibromyalgia, um, and you may go through them with other diseases, too. You know, maybe some people go through them with cancer. I don't know. Um, But fibromyalgia is one of those diseases where, you know, you you go through the the whole five-stage thing where it's denial, anger, the bargaining, the depression the acceptance of you having the disease. And this may be all one day, um, yes. you know, and then you go to the part where you end up repeating those again. You know, you never stay out of it. You know, acceptance goes away and you, you know, you, you'll say, I'm not going to accept this. I'm not going to take it or whatever. And I think what finally that sixth one was uh, for me, especially when we get to that point is, is anger again, anger rates so high on both on the you know scale of of emotions that it can be a good thing or it can be a bad thing. Well, it can be a positive deter you know it can be a deterrent or it can be a real real positive force. The thing is about anger is that it's consuming energy that you actually need to generate your body. So it can right. also be very life sucking. Uh, I think kind of the word that really comes is you know you've got it. There's no point in being angry, but frustration. 
It's the frustration. It's like, I could do it yesterday. Why can't I do it today? Uh-huh. And never being able to to plan ahead because you just don't know how you're going to be or how you're going to feel. Or, you know, people say, let's go and do this together. And it's two or three days and they've got every moment planned. And you know that you can't keep up with that pace. But how, you know, you can tell them that, oh, come on, you know, do you good? Let's just do it. And you try and then you pay the price. Well, yeah, you, well, I, there's a price to pay every time I do something, every time I go somewhere, every time I step out of the norm, which I constantly do because I'm stubborn. Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I'm defiant. I know. (laughs) I push myself way harder and. Every single time, like we'll take a four-day vacation, a three-day vacation, a two-week vacation, it does not matter if I even leave the house. But those are the times when I can keep going for three or four days. But when I get back here and my body realizes that I'm not going at that pace anymore and I have time, that you know, my brain actually has to stop and go, oh, she's home. You know, now we can attack. Um, then I end up going into a flare-up or... The weather changes uh, yes. for walking barometers. We, you know, if it's going to rain, you know, people, even my grandmother always used to say, my knee hurts. You know, it's going to snow. It's going to rain. Yes. Um, we, I get warnings, and a lot of times I know what those warnings are, but this week, at the very beginning of this week, I had no warning except that I had it, <laughs> literally, this is going to sound really weird, maybe not to you, and maybe not to anybody else out here, I hope, that's listening, but... Um, you'll have a tooth. It'll hurt like in your mouth. Your mouth will hurt like over here and then it'll hurt over here and then it'll hurt over here and then it quits. Um, or if I hit my head, if I, say if I got up in the morning and hit my hand with a sledgehammer every day, my hand would hurt where I hit that with a sledgehammer, but the rest of my body wouldn't because it all moves wherever the pain is. Mm-hmm. So have no any nothing else going on if you haven't had a tooth pulled or you know a leg chopped off <laughs> or a, you know a hit hit yourself with a sledgehammer um, when I you know when you break something when something really hurts it goes to that area fibro is extremely diabolical that way yes and it works yeah like it works. And if you have had any damage, which, you know, I have, I've had car accidents and and other accidents and broken ankles and things. And of course, that immediately goes to arthritis. So now you've got the arthritis on top of um, the fibromyalgia. Now, arthritis people seem to kind of get, you know, um, and it's that I think is very much along with the fibromyalgia, as you say, the weather radar. Um, And uh, Dampness is one of the worst things for people with fibromyalgia or arthritis. Um, I know. Moisture, so where do I move? Uh, uh, <laughs> I know. Why don't you move? <laughs> yeah, you should go back to Arizona. <laughs> Dry heat. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm about to move from BC to to Toronto uh, in the middle of winter, and uh, it's like, how is my fibro going to cope with this? But I'm doing it to extend the, the radio station's message and it's uh, praying that I'll be able to cope with it because I know it's so cold. Now I can take real cold or real hot if it's dry but the moment there's any moisture in it 
humidity, you know, or moisture like in the rain, the body just seizes up. And again, people don't understand that. Well, you know, the thing is about fibromyalgia, there is no rationale to it. No, um, there's no perfect weather either. No, I no, no. But, yeah. but, it's, but it's also, there is no, you know, that doesn't make sense. No, fibromyalgia doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. You know, there, even no. the specialist will tell you that, you know, he's been no, studying I'm, it 20 no. years. <laughs> and, and what is so frustrating is to walk into a doctor's office and, and, and you'll be sent and I swear again everybody who listens out here who knows anything about it or who has a friend or a loved one who has it please this is one thing doctors do not know and that is what our job is yes I guess is teaching them because they absolutely you'll ask them and they will say well we know what it is and we know what it does to people but we don't know why well, I'm sorry, but that's the answer I need. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and actually, this uh, Dr. Asano here in BC, he actually works with doctors from all over the world in actually training them to actually recognize what fibromyalgia is and, and how to treat it. And they're, and they're still learning how to treat it. There is a pill, which I'm sure that you were given. And I had a friend who was diagnosed with fibromyalgia before me. And she took this pill, this little blue pill. No, it's not Viagra. And, right. <laughs> and she ended up with having to go to the dentist and having all her teeth or root canals because the pill dried out the socket of her teeth. And there, oh, there was no correlation to it at that time. In fact, a fervent denial from the doctors that that was causing that, even though the head dental specialist um, was saying this pill is causing that side symptom. So when I refused to take the fibromyalgia pill from my doctor, um, he was furious with me. And I'm saying, no, I'm not going to take something that's going to create another problem. I'm going to have to look at doing this in a holistic way. And that's where the journey starts, isn't it? It's it's what can you do? And you have to, first and foremost, listen to your body. Uh, know its triggers, know when it's too tired or when it's too stressed. Um, If you've had a bad night's sleep, do not put too much strain on yourself that day. The whole thing is be in tune with your body. Now, it doesn't mean that you are living on fibromyalgia alert all the time because you want to find a partnership with it. You know, you know you've got it. You know sometimes it's going to be in control, but you're still driving this car. That's right? right. So, you know, it's learning those techniques with your own body of what you can and can't do, how far you can push yourself when you need to listen and what you need to do that will actually help your body. Now, what have you done to be able to live with it in a way that it's not consuming you? Well, I remember, let's see, I always said I would never, never say never. Um, I always said I would never have a needle stuck in me. You know what I mean, yeah, like acupuncture, uh, acupuncture yeah. right? I yes. I always said, no, I'm never having needles stuck in me. <laughs> and so, what do I do? Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, with, with fibro, you the last thing you really feel like you want to do is go and have needles stuck yes. in you. Um, but I figured, well, it couldn't be any worse than what I'm already going through. And uh, so, what I did was probably about eight years ago, I started doing um, acupuncture. That was the only thing I was doing. I hadn't made any changes to my diet yet. I hadn't done anything else, and and so, really, it was a kind of a Band-Aid um, because it wasn't going with any of the other stuff that I was doing. When I finally, I think two, three, almost three years ago, um, it took until about six months ago for me to finally get to the point where I was done. 
you know, um, I wasn't going to die on this hill. This is not the hill I'm dying on. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, so I was already mad at the disease for 10 years. And, <laughs> you know, from what I got paid, now I'm going to do something about it. And I think, you know, my fibro fog was getting really, really bad to the point where I actually thought I was getting Alzheimer's disease, literally. And my daughter had to continuously tell me, I already told you that, Mom. I already told you that, Mom. You know? And um, I couldn't remember anything. Um, I can remember sometimes what day it was. So I started the acupuncture. Um, it helped some. And then what I did was when we moved here, um, I kept doing the acupuncture. And then I started taking, you know, some some different kinds of supplements and stuff and just real slowly started doing things. But about six months ago, I was still, I'm still doing acupuncture and um, I started going to a therapist again to, to make sure that I could deal, you know, with, I, I mean, I was wondering if I'd lost my mind, you know, because my memory was horrible. And everybody kept telling me, you know, uh, Deb, you don't eat right, you need to quit eating sugar, you need to da, 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 and they went on and on and on about all the things that I have to quit doing, and at the time, I was like, well, I've already had to give up my life, you know, for mm -hmm. disease, I don't want to give up one more thing, and um, I walked into a, the health store where um, a man who knows all about vitamins and stuff uh, was talking to me when I got, I got like a homeopath doctor, and she said, Start taking L-theamine, uh, which is like kind of a relaxant, you know, but it's natural, and uh, glutamine, because glutamine is good for your um, your gut, you know, and that has a huge amount of, it does have a huge thing to do with about fibro, fibromyalgia, is keeping your gut and your core yes. working right. The IBS, the IC, the, the pain, everything comes from you know, it somehow radiates out into your body from your gut. So, of course, they try and figure out how to fix that. Um, so I went in there one day, and he said, I was telling him I had fibro, and he said, "Did you do you eat sugar? And I said, oh, me and me, flour and sugar have a personal, you know, relationship. And, um, you know, he looked at me, and he said, um, sugar's an inflammatory. Yeah. And especially processed I, sugar, you know, not yeah, exactly. not from fruits and oh. vegetables, but processed sugar. Right. And I looked at him, and for the first time, after everybody who cared about me told me, you know, maybe you know you should try and not do this or that or whatever, but never why. They never right. told me why, you know, and they didn't know why. They just figured it was bad, so you should go diet. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm not. I can't go diet. I'm not going to do diet because that I can't. For one, for two, I thought that's a useless cause. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so what I did was I started changing my diet. And two years ago, I got off of pain pills. I said I can't do this anymore. They're not really helping. Mm -hmm. um, and so I got my diet under control. I got off of the pills that were making me feel even worse yes because they don't help with you feeling tired or uh -huh. happy they barely take the edge off of it and um then i started doing um this you know the stuff that he said to do with my diet i started using um coconut mcts is what they're called they're medium chain triglycerides 
when they go into your blood, they basically help your body do run fuel, run sugar. Basically, they run sugar. They run like sugar, which is supposed to run as fuel, not not with sugar. Right. It, it replaces that, so it gives you that energy that you need without having to get the ups and downs and the you know whole sugar thing plus having all that bad sugar in. Right. So I changed everything and went to almond milk. I, you know, I mean, literally one by one, throughout everything, the pop, the cookies, and I know it sounds boring. It sound and it is. It can be so boring. <laughs> Doesn't <laughs> you know, have sometimes. to be though. It yeah. really doesn't because actually um, a lot of people who go to the vegan diet or vegetarian diet um, are helped with the fibromyalgia and the inflammation um, because it is, you know, generally use purer products. We've got to realize that in our meat, unless you know it is organically sourced, you know, for local farms, um, if it's manufactured as meat is today, like an industry, which in itself is revolting um the chemicals that are in that meat the the stress of an animal the way it's brought up and the way it's killed you're eating that stress and it's putting so much stress on your body one of my top shows which i did back in 2014 by suma from our wise health show um what is your kidney your liver kidney and colon telling you and as she tells you if you don't take care of your colon your liver and your kidney the rest of your body is going to be in distress and yeah. we have to look at our diet as to what is kind to our diet. A lot of that too comes from our origins. Where, um, you know, our origin, maybe not necessarily where we're born, but our ancestral. Because that also dictates how we digest our food. There's so many things that we, we need to look into and not just take things on the surface. It's also the mindfulness and the way that we eat. Do we just shove it down our throats? Do we sit down and eat it mindfully? Um, also in gratitude, do we eat smaller meals through the day as opposed to one big meal or a right. few big meals because then we're putting so much stress on the digestive system. And it's also looking at, you know, where you're going to get your fuel. I can't eat the almond or the coconut. I'm allergic to them, but I can eat cashew. So I drink, you know, I have the cashew milk. Right, so they have cashew milk. Right, right. and of course cashew, as well as almond and, and a few other, like berries, etc., the B17 formula, is considered the anti-cancer vitamin. Um, right. Right, because like a Pac-Man, it goes after the cancer cells. So it destroys bad cells and fortifies good ones. The thing is, you you don't have to have a boring diet. If you start looking at kind of the veganism and you have to change your products, obviously, but you can eat absolutely delicious vegan food and um, and delectable desserts. It's just a question of experimenting with some recipes. And right. we've got a lot of vegan shows up here where they've shared those. My daughter's vegan. My daughter-in-law is vegetarian, um, and they're always making these foods. And I do not suffer from anything when they do. They're all delicious. So it's just knowing that out of what you know, there is something else out there that can be equally as delicious and still good for you. Yeah, it is, and it's, and it's so true. I, I never ate, I mean, literally, I was not raised. I just wasn't a breakfast girl. Mm-hmm. And when I was raised, it was sugar cereal, yeah. sugar isn't going to hurt you, but don't eat too much because you could get diabetes. Uh, you know, that's the way they thought. You know, back in the 60s, it was, you know, do every man for himself. 
Uh, actually, just an insert in there. It's been scientifically proven that the scientist who actually said too much sugar for your body is a detriment to your body and will cause it to start breaking down and create diseases. They were bought off yeah. by, by the, you know, by the um, uh, Post and all of those cereal type companies to change their their thing. So that's a fact. So if they could continue to sell it. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. We've well, so what I yeah, so what I did was I basically started to change everything. Um, I know that's hard for people to hear, um, and on this side, I know it. I I feel horrible yeah. for anybody who has this, for anybody who knows anybody who has this, but I cannot stretch and you know stress enough that it is so important to whether you want to hear it or not to do something for your body and for you. Um, you've got to get to the point. Some people always say, you know, I've seen it a million times. I'm not, I have to, I'm not going to be the same woman anymore, the same man yeah. anymore, which mostly it's women, unfortunately. But, um, and so since I'm not, I just have to accept it. That is absolutely not true. You know it as, as well as I do. We are not the, dif- we are not different people. We are not from another planet. We did yes. not fall off of a rock. Um, just because we have a disease. I had to quit work because of my disease. I lost everything because yeah. of my disease. I have gone through more, I've gone through as much as everyone else out there because of this disease. Yeah. Um, headaches, you know, temperature sensitivity, yes. noise, yes. pelvic pain, yes. um, I mean, memory problems, irritable yes. bowel, I, headaches. Uh, I would get migraines where I never used to get a migraine before. Um, you know, it, you go. I could go on and on of the things that I've actually had, and now I have osteoarthritis. Well, welcome to the party. You know, and, uh, and because of the fibromyalgia, you, you're more likely to get the osteo, and that's the thing yeah, because right. you know a healthier body will fight off the arthritis, uh, uh, you know, longer. Um, but yeah. when you have our kind of bodies, we're more susceptible to that. And I have osteoarthritis as well, and it's it it actually um, because of your body's sensitivity, it actually brings it on even more. So. You know, again, inflammation, though, as you said, like turmeric is really, really good, but don't take it yes. too much. I mean, it's really good to kind of cook with it or take it in a, in smaller doses. There's there's a numerous amount of things that you can do. But what works for one may not work for another. So you have Correct. to be willing to take the journey and understand that every time you start a new nutrition, it needs three months to undo the damage that's in there and to start repairing. And so every time you start something new, you need to give it a three-month trial to see if it's working for you. And then, you know, make notes along the way, even if it's every week, um, you know, less stiffness this week or less tiredness this week or less this this week. And then you can actually see the results of that. You've really, there is no quick fix, is there? There is no like, oh, I'm just going to do that and I'll be okay. No, you've got to be very due diligent with your body um, and with your system to find out what works for you. And, and you have to find you have to have progressive enough thinking that yeah. you have to remember if you're going to do this you have to do all this because you want to feel good enough to be to able to life. what to yeah. reward yourself with something else and so that was what I did that's why that is where I started to get better was when I said to myself what do I really 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 want to do that was taken away from me yes 
what did this disease take that I will not let it take ever? And yeah. that was not being able to go. I know it's how everybody has their thing, right? Knitting, whatever. I'm not going to let this disease keep me from going back to the gym and walking on that treadmill and getting back on that elliptical like I did 20 whatever years ago. And I will lift that weight. Maybe not that heavy of a weight, but I will be on those weights. And I can't even write a book on things I've never done. So that was something I absolutely had to, to see if I could do. And I joined the gym. And I do my own walking and my yes. own... on at your own pace. Right. My own pace. And now I'm on the elliptical. Now I'm able to do things that if you would have told me a year ago that I could have done this, I would have said, absolutely not. I will never be able to do that again. And that would have been a complete and utter lie to myself. And Well, I mean, you know, at the time you couldn't because you're, you're still in discovery of what your disease is and right. how to live with it, right? And, and yeah. you know, as, as we start honoring our body and, you know, um, I'm not a complete vegetarian, but almost there. Like I'll eat meat if people put it in front of me, but I don't bring it home. Right. And I I prefer fish rather than meat anyway. But I eat so much vegetable because it's better for my digestive system. And I I love it, of course. And there's so many nutrients that you get from vegetables. Um, You know, the difficulty with change is the initial change. Once you've done something two or three times, all of a sudden it's no big deal. You start adjusting. We adjust very quickly if we can get our heads out of it, right? Yeah. You you mm-hmm. first taste something. Oh, I don't like this. Taste it two or three times. It's growing on me. Oh, I love this now, right? You've just got that's to right. give it. No, that's true. That's right? true. The, uh, the pop thing was a perfect example exactly. of it. You know, I, when I got rid of the pop, I went. I thought, okay, fine. What is it about the pop that I might miss? If I don't miss the sugar, which I'm going to, what will I miss? Um, so I thought fizz. You know what I mean? That seemed dumb, but I thought, okay, so it's fizz that maybe it will help me not my body to be able to accept this easier. So I went to LaCroix, or like, you know, not Perrier, but LaCroix water has a, a zero everything water, but it has flavors in it, and the flavors are really good. And so I went to a peach pear one, and I swear, that must be popular because it's really flying off the shelves now, of course, <laughs> since I started drinking it. Um, but I went, now all I drink is water. But, but I don't, my body and my brain aren't thinking of it that way, but my body is knowing that I am. Yes. My body's like, wow, you know, we still have good water here, um, you know, yep. and we, we can still buy, we can buy bottled water if we have to, but, um, but I'm able to do that now where I was not able to accept right. the fact that, and, and you know, I, I never looked at it. I've been through other things in my life as well that have caused me to say, Nothing is ever, um, you can't go, oh, forever, I'm not going to be able to do this. Forever, I may never want to do it. But right now, today, yes, I make that conscious decision today, right now, right this minute, that I'm not going to eat a donut. Right. And, you, I, I, and the I'm thing is, gonna... today is the only thing you need to worry about. Right. You exactly. see, if you take care of today, that's already setting the, the, you know, the platform for tomorrow. You know, that that is the important thing. And, you know, as far as drinking water is concerned, your body has to detoxify every day. Water is the best form of that. 
Um, yeah. I drink my coffee, flask, you know, mug of coffee in the morning, and then I'm water yeah. all day long. And the body will crave what it needs, and it flushes things out. And that's something you actually need to get rid of any form of toxins in your body because it aggravates the fibro. So it's important to get rid of those toxins, and water is the best way to do that. And it's don't look about, you know, tomorrow, you know, um, it is just live in today, in today. Right. You know, That's I know right. that I've I've got a move coming up, so now I've got to start packing up house and then moving furniture and then moving to a, a new city. Don't even know where I'm going to stay yet. <laughs> yeah. know, I don't You're even... like you wait to the last second too. Yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm you know I'm normally a twelve hour person, and I've said to the gods this time, please make it six p.m. and not twelve p.m. <laughs> for me to find I a know. home or how to get there, yeah. uh, you know, because I don't want that stress. Um, yeah. And uh, that is the thing is I am taking on something that could be quite stressful right now. And I have to make sure I'm very mindful to pace myself so as not to get stressed. And stress is one of the worst things you can do for fibromyalgia or arthritis because it increases that, um, not the, what is it, the, the acid in the body that aggravates everything, right? Yeah, it, it does. And increases I, I, inflammation. I, I remember when... Um... My, I was a young grandma, and in fact, it happened probably right right around the time where I was just getting to the point where I couldn't work even six hours a day. And uh, so I started watching my first granddaughter, which, I mean, thank God for her, because um, she gave me probably, you know, Purpose. the ability to, yeah, the ability to do something, and, the, and it, it was like raising her for five years, you know. Mm -hmm. But in between her and that five years, we had two more that I was watching so my body never got ne I was never good to myself I didn't eat right I wasn't sleeping good because we don't sleep good we no. are not sleepers no. I will sit here some nights and be tired at 11 and some nights until 3.30 I, it doesn't have there, there is no, no nothing that I can say why that happens and it could be during a flare up or after a flare-up, you know, or if do, do you get do you get what I call the vibration of the body? Um, sometimes you get the feeling where your whole body is just like lead and it aches, and sometimes you get that oh, kind yeah. of tingling feeling running through your body, like there's that, that you know, that the 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 wire, you know, the volume is being turned up, and you're just kind of like this, and you yeah, can't like get the body to shut up. Your, yeah. <laughs> like you stuck your finger in a light socket. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I remember the first day I came home. Um, actually, I remember the first day I came home from from exercising, and I and sometimes my feet are really bad. It's, my feet have always been one of the worst things, and I think people. And I mean, this is a good thing to take a look at too. If you've got fibro and you're trying to figure out, well, where's it going to hurt next, or why is it hurting here, or why isn't it hurting there? Um, a really good guideline that I found is anything that I beat up or that was damaged in my lifetime, yes. whether through trauma or just overuse. I mean, I ran track. I was a skier. I did all that. That's where I hurt. Mm -hmm. Everything from the waist down hurts. Knees, feet. But my feet have always been the worst because I damaged my feet so much by running on them. Right. Um, you know, and so when I walk on them, though, I feel better. So sometimes people, you'll be sitting there and you'll feel terrible, horrible. It could be a perfectly good day. You still hurt. Every day, I hurt. Mm -hmm. But I came home and there was actually like a 20-minute period of no pain. And I thought, 
I, I didn't even, I wasn't even sure how to think about mm -hmm. that. Because I thought in 10, 12 years, there hasn't been a 20 minute period without pain, except when I go to fibro, or when I go to acupuncture, she takes care of when she's doing the fibro treatment. Uh, acupuncture is not only good for you, um, but it actually can get rid of your pain yes. for 45 minutes um, with just putting a needle in your ear. Like, you know, right yeah. at just surface. They're all surface needles. They don't hurt. You know, right. I mean, I always yeah. have to tell her. Well, I'm even, you know, I've done the other stuff with the needles and it initially may hate what hurt what goes in, but the results, because what it's doing is releasing your chi in your, your energy in your body. And it's and allowing the energy to run through your body fluidly. And when it does that, your body is now functioning. Your body is like a constant river. You know, and it needs to be flowing. When you start putting a dam in there, it gets backed up, and then that's when and things start becoming that. disconnected. Right. Can so, you feel that when you have like a stuck energy? Yes. I, I literally now feel it, and it hurts. Mm -hmm. You know, so I have to shake my arm or whatever yeah. to move it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And and sometimes it's you know you can. Th this is something very important to know. If you do have the fascia, sometimes simply stroking your body where it hurts. Stroke it. Don't hit it hard with massaging. But with the fascia, it's not meant to be. You know, people, oh, you need a deep tissue massage. The worst thing for fascia. No, it hurts. Uh, oh, it, a, it feels like somebody's slicing your skin open. Yes, um, it does. And it's also doing more damage. It, you know, a stroking will calm down the fiber optics. Um, and sometimes it's just a question of finding that point and pressuring that point to release it. And it's just, again, play with your body. Touch your body. Um, I went to, to therapy as well, and she said, you've got everything together in your head and your logic and this and that, but what about your body? You know you've got that, but you're disconnected. Do you touch? Do you care for your body? And I thought, no, I don't. And sometimes I have to remind myself, I just need to kind of stroke myself. I just need to hug right. myself sometimes and love your body because sometimes that's what it's calling for. Well, and we, you know, it, it's so hard because in, in one respect we're, you know, when, you, when you're told you have it, when you, be, when you start to realize what's going on, and then when you start to do something about it. Yeah. Um, the peop, you know, again, the people around us, the people who care for us, the people who don't understand it, our friends who sort of, get disinvolved with us because maybe we can't do something on yes. a day that they want to or yep. we can't go anywhere like we used to or we can't continue the pace and they're not there to have that discussion with where I know I need somebody who really, really cares about me enough to just hear what I have to say and I'm not complaining because I have this disease. I just need to say it. I need to say it out loud and Sometimes I'm having a bad yeah. day today, yeah, and I exactly. need a little love, tender loving care, yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, my husband, you know, my yes. poor husband, no. <laughs> but, I mean, he, you know, my husband, it took years, really, for him to finally be able to say, I understand better than I did before. Right. And, you know, but I'm lucky that I have, I understood better now than I did before. But, you know, the um, thing is, is getting him involved. I'm saying to him, look, just simply a light massage or just stroking my body, you know, my back, my arms, my legs, wherever it hurts, just that loving stroking. The amount of good that it does your body through that loving touch, the amount of good that it does for your psyche. But what you're doing is empowering him to be a part of your healing release. 
And he's not right. feeling so, oh my God, I can't do anything for her. If you invite him to do that, to, to help, you know, sometimes it's just a hug. Sometimes it's wrapping you up in their arms. Sometimes it's that beautiful, gentle rub. Um, and, you know, that is so healing to you. And it's inviting them to be a part of that healing. And what a beautiful gift for the two of you. Yeah, I mean, I think, and, and everyone, I mean, anybody, um, you know, needs it. I mean, but, but so you know, and if you're single, you still need oh, gosh, to have, yes, yes. <laughs> you know, a friend. I mean, really, literally, just a, a friend. Anybody who, you know, um, the, the one site that I do go on that is uh, truly been amazing uh, because it will narrow people down in the area and I did ask permission from them because I wanted to make sure I could mention even the name you know um, but my fibro team is what it's called and it's a social it's a social place that people with fibro mm-hmm. go to talk about their fibro ask a question whatever the rules are extremely strict there's no funny business over there there's no name calling there's right. no you know what I mean? Support, and I have, right. Yeah, there's extremely good support there. And I've gone there and met people, you know, whether, whether you meet them and they're in your area or out of your area or whatever, you can meet people who have the same kind of weather issues as you do or the same kind of any issue that you do. And it's amazing how many issues we all have in common and we're so together and yet we're so alone. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And well, you know, the thing is, it's not a pity party. It's a support party. It's a no. place. It's a place where you're safe to say, "I'm having a bad day." Um, you know, like yeah, if, it's not if a I, person's disease. Which right. Is what, it, you know, it's like you you first initially share what it is you've got. And now it's to support each other through it. You know, and not you know, because. The thing is, is like, don't feed the disease, right? It's there. Right. And as the specialist, Dr. Snow says, it's a disease that they have not found a cure for because it's still a fairly new disease in its understanding. Um, it's one of these things that you have to learn to manage and each person is going to be different. And as you know, you talked about pills before. He's, um, he says people with fibromyalgia are so utterly sensitive to pills that um, that that there's so many we can't take. I mean, I'm incredibly sensitive. Yeah, I can't take some. Right, I, the most I take is is a British Panadol, which is even milder than a Tylenol. It just what I what I do. It calms the body down when the body just is at that pitch, and it turns the volume down a little bit so that I can cope with it. But pretty well, there really isn't anything out there. Um, at an absolutely desperate resort, I'll take a sleeping pill for a couple of days, but if I take it any more than that, I'm going to get stuck in the sleeping pill and my fog brain's going to be even worse or it stops working altogether. So this yeah. is the one of the things they're finding is that drugs don't help fibromyalgia. They work for two or three days and then it's gone. They don't work anymore. And, no, and I and I think it's fear of pain, you know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'll sit here and I, I'm not on anything. And I know I was on thing. I was on pain pills for nine years. I was on Vicodin. I was on Soma. I was on, I, my body must have thought it had lost its mind, you know, yeah, because, yeah. and then I said, I can't do it anymore. I just can't do it anymore. And after I, after I got off of them, I remember thinking, did I make the right choice? <laughs> you know, because <laughs> you'd have a really bad day or a flare up and you're like, 
now I'm wondering how much that really did help. But yeah, I think well, I mean, you know, this it's okay now and again when it, when you really know, hey, I can't cope right now. I need yeah, some I can't help. Do this. I'm gonna pull my hair out. Right, exactly. But, but it's the thing is to understand it's not a daily solution because your body will no. reject it. But it'll take it every now and again when you really need it, just as to say to bring that pitch down. Now yeah. you know we've we've talked about all the problems to do with fibromyalgia and and, and everything that comes with it, um, and the things like IBS is very much part and parcel of it. The fatigue is, is actually the fatigue is the number one nemesis of fibromyalgia people because we never get into a deep retina to heal and so we're always on sleep deprivation um, and so people have got to actually understand that if we need to go and lie down in the day or if we need to take some rest time it please honor that and please honor yourself with that and I know an awful lot of people are still working with the fibromyalgia well you know what talk to your boss and just say look I can still be productive but you've got to understand the times I can't and don't penalize me for those times because that's just going to cause more stress look at the work that I can do and if I can't do it one day or I need to go home early honor that because I'll give you everything I've got when I'm there but if I can't do it I can't do it um, I myself are on disability um, and I run this radio station um, but I have to be careful how many hours I spend a day because of course I'm in the worst position for my body uh, in doing right. this so we also have to remember with fibromyalgia is that we do need to get out there and stretch you know when you watch a cat or a dog just stretch after a nap yeah right now that yeah. is so important that we stretch and I know you're not going to be able to stretch too much, but it's just every time you get up, stretch a little bit. Stretch a little bit. Try and touch your toes or arms up in the air or, you know, twist to one side or the other. Stretch it out because the fiber optics need that. And the more that's calmed down, the more it will calm down the rest of your body. You just have to pay attention to those things. You can still live a very beautiful, productive life. Uh, with this disease but you've just got to know that you've got to be mindful you're in partnership with it right you may as well have a good partnership with it it's going to have a voice one day that's going to override yours and other days you can override it and you've just got to have that cohesiveness with it and be due diligent as to what works for you and i think the day that i remember when that i will always remember it, the day that I knew that I wasn't going to be beaten by this was the day that I came out from doing something I really wanted to do and started crying because I realized that I was driving the car. Yeah. And, you know, I know there's a lot. Hi, folks. Sorry there. We had a little drop, the good old Internet. Um, you were talking about when you took control of your own vehicle and, and you know, finally realized that you could be in charge. Would you continue from there, please, love? Sure. Um, I, I think that when I finally figured that out, I, I mean, like I said, I sat there and cried. You know, I'm in, I'm in the car crying, feeling like an idiot. But I mean, I think, you know, once we can take and find out more about ourselves, we can explain this disease better. Yeah. You know, somebody asked me one time, well, I don't understand what it feels like. And I said, well, the only one I could come up with was something to do with something I had done before. And I said, it's kind of like, I said, have you, have you ever gone to a gym and worked out so hard that your body just hurts everywhere? And um, they said, they said, yeah, and I said, it's like elastic acid buildup. Mm-hmm. You know, when you get home and the next day, you're just like, oh, my God, what happened to my arm? What happened to my leg? 
And um, I said, that's how it feels. Yeah. I said, that's how it feels every day. But there's a scale, a pale, um, you know, like a pain scale. And I used to be living in a five every day at five. And now I live in a two. And an eight will put you in the hospital, and I've been there too. And yeah. I haven't been in a hospital except that, you know, it's, I guess that could have happened, but I wasn't. Yeah, but well, they don't know what to do with tears. you if you did go there anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been in tears. Um, but one of the things that, that I think was, was so important was the fact that, oh, my God, you know, now a two kind of bothers me where I used to live in a five. Yeah, exactly. How do I even... How, you know, how did we do it? I mean, yes, it's, it's you know, I kind of put it as the tin man. You know, you feel like you need everything oiled. You know, it's... Yeah, although you your body is like you're made out of cardboard and you just simply can't move very well. Yeah. You know, and then there's other days where you can do things and you think, oh, I'm very fluid today. And then the next day your body will go, no, you can't. Back to the cardboard no, no. again, you know. And no, and I've, I mean, I've fallen before. I don't know. Other people may have this problem too. And this is really, yeah, really important is to keep your balance. You yes. Know, make sure you're doing an eye training or something because literally a month ago when I was in Sausalito, missed a step, fell on the cement, and cracked my head on it. You Even too. Yeah, I, I did that back in May. Yeah, I ended up in a can. Let's see, bought you know a box of cans. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and of course you know you do. I, I caught a lip on a pavement and I went down and hit the knee, which I ended up bursting all the blood vessels in in the oh, leg. Yeah. And then I whacked my head and I could hear the crack. You know, oh, and know. and it's. Uh, oh. I mean, my eyes were out here. Cracked the bridge of my nose and. Um, concussion the whole tutti fruity, and you know that was just the way the universe saying wrong direction we're going to slow you down i said do you have to be so dramatic yeah. <laughs> you know this is found about your body here you can't whack me people. like that <laughs> yeah. in san francisco for crying out loud is there any more people i know and and the thing is is that we are more susceptible to that because of our balance because our body isn't always in in sync Right. No. You know, I I used to find when I first the Fabra Mount really started taking a hand of it, I felt like an accordion because it really was only attacking one side of my body. And it was yeah. attacking the side of my body that had all previous inju- inju- uh, injuries. That all your, in- right. yep, all your injuries. Yep. And, you know, now it's all over the body, so it's a little more balanced. But there are days where you can just feel one side of the body is, is so much worse. And that's when you get thrown off. I have a lot of balance problems. So, you know, it's get out of the high heels, folks. A, it's bad for your back, bad for your whole balance, bad for everything else. Um Adjust, get a good pair of walking shoes. That's yeah, really, really important. I know. I had a, I remember I went, <laughs> went to a doctor one day, um, sitting in the doctor's office, a girl walked in with six inch heels, <laughs> six inch boots, you know, Yeah. and said she had fibro. And when I looked down and saw the six inch heels, this was a, a doctor that like decided if you needed shots in your back or they gave out drugs. This is when they were still having these, like, right. Yeah. Pill, whatever. Yes. Oh, there's a pill for that. No, there isn't. Yeah, my doctor <laughs> didn't intend me to go there, but I, but I was like, this is not the place for me. Right, yeah. And I looked at her and I thought, there's nobody I know who can wear a six-inch boot like that, no. you know, with fibro, and they yeah. would not even kill themselves, fall over, yeah. or never be able to walk again. Right. And and the thing is, is, it's very, very important that your posture 
is good. You know, you've got to remember that uh, it, the posture isn't just a question and it's holding everything together. But again, when you're in a proper posture, the your energy chi is flowing through your body. And that's the important thing. You've got to have everything running through your body. Everything's got to be able to, to move fluidly through your body. And if it isn't, if you're paining in a certain area, then there's a blockage there. Again, stroke a gentle massage, um, some movement, getting up and stretching, or just, you know, the old, um, um, the number eight with your hips, you know, getting <laughs> things moving. It's You may look weird, I don't care, but just I, loosen yeah, things point, up, right? But the whole point... Exactly, you know, walking down the street, suddenly stop doing a figure eight, but you know, Right. It's, it's what you need to do. The other thing that's really good for fibromyalgia, if you are wanting to exercise, which you should do, I don't do enough of because I'm stuck behind the computer all day, but um, swimming, excellent. The other thing is qigong and tai chi and uh, and yoga. Don't go for the heavy I've been yoga. I do some tai chi myself. And, yeah. and tai chi is, uh, yoga is okay. You know, it's hard to get in some of the yes, <laughs> I mean, positions they want to put yeah. you in under under fibro conditions. Are bad yes, exactly. Or, you know, I would say if you get me down yoga. on the get me down on one of those pretzels, you're going to need yeah. a crane to get me back up again. <laughs> yeah, forget it. I'll never come apart. You know? <laughs> um, but the t- a couple of Tai Chi exercises that I do at the end of say exercises that I do here at home, um, because I do exercises here because I can't lay on a flat fo- floor yeah. and do as many no. Yeah, you know my bone. No, yeah, getting so up is really I hard. Do, yeah, one set over there. You know, when I go to the gym, and I'll do stuff here. Other days, yeah. But when you're doing like a tai chi is, is a slow, yes. a real slow exercise. But the but the thing I like about it is I do it at the very end, mm-hmm. and I just do one exercise that brings me like to a close uh, for what I'm doing. Right. You know, and sort of give you it gives you an area of an ability to thank you know basically thank whoever you know the universe for the ability to be able to finish this out right and and then i feel like i've completed it right and if you do want to do it you know fully there are a lot of places that do do it and and the thing about it is it's so non-evasive rather like swimming you know, yeah. go and do as much as you can. Try and do some breaststrokes. Try and do some backstrokes. Um, you know, what I do, I like to get into the water and do my twist and shout, shaking up my body. You're in the water. The water is supporting you. And it does not feel um, as, a, as aggressive as it would be if you were doing it on land. Because there is yeah. there is something with fibromyalgia that um, you have a different relationship with gravity. Yes, you do. Right. That's probably why I thought, yeah. Right, exactly. So, mm-hmm. you know, there are other ways that you can do it. I mean, I can go walking as long as I'm on flat surface because, you know, I'm also an asthmatic, so climbing things isn't so great. But, you know, it's also when you're walking, don't go for an hour or two walk if you haven't walked for a while. Go, I'm going 20 minutes. I'm going to do yeah, this every day. Over my feet. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's, it's pace yourself. And there's some day that, you know, I can do an hour today. Uh, but what I like to do is, you know, I like to walk to a coffee house, have my coffee, and then walk back, giving myself a rest somewhere in between instead of a big, long marathon walk. And there are days that you can do it. You know, I'm surprised I could do that today. I could go further. And other exactly. days where it's like I can't even walk to the end of the block. Um, listen to your body. 
don't get overstressed. Don't get overtired. And don't uh, get upset about it. Yes. If you can't do it that day, right. then just, you can't do it that day. And that's really hard for me to say no. Yes. You know, I really want to just go and do it. But there are days now where I've gotten to the point and I've said, I, I can't do it. Right. And I'm not going to beat myself up. Right. I'm not going to, no. you know, feel bad about it. I'm, yeah. I'm just not going to be able to do it. And, and you know, the, the thing is, is, is honor your body, honor yourself. And when you do that, that relationship you have with your body, with, you know, with your mind, body and soul will be a good one. You know, I've got some days where I don't even acknowledge the fibromyalgia. You know, I'm fine. I've learned to live with the fatigue. And then other days yep. where I feel the rug has been taken from me. Just understand you're going to have those. You can still live a very productive life. I've had yep. this for over 20 years. So with you, um, yes, I've had to, I cannot go and do a menial job where I'm standing on my legs all day or I'm working eight hours straight every day at that job. I know I couldn't do that because I tire too easily. Here I can work at my own pace at home. So if you're still wanting to work and be productive, look for something you can do that can work within your time restriction. I can give this amount of hours. I'm, you know, my own boss. I'm doing my own thing. This sometimes is simply a redirect in your life to go and doing something else. And, you know, when you find out what that is, it can be just as meaningful of what you did before and that's what you need. Don't give in to the disease and go, okay, now I'm diseased. I, I can't do anything. Yes, you can. You've just and, got and to find out what, what it is, right? Yeah. And doctors will always say, and, and this is so important. People always say, well, I'm going to have this forever. I won't die from it. I, I blah, blah, you know. I, I will tell you that people will die from this disease and have died from this disease from not their lung tissues will give out. Yes. Their lungs will give out. A poor guy, 35, died. I know who it was. They did an autopsy. They thought maybe he overtook drugs, you know, or whatever. Right. No, no drugs in his system for that. It was just that his lungs yep. were done. And so and, you've, you've and got it, to be proactive over your life. It's not a sit do. down, I've got this disease, and I'm just going to wait to die. No. It's and the same. there are people out there who can't. I mean, there yeah. are. I've seen people in wheelchairs who can't get up out of that wheelchair, and I am horrified, and I feel so bad for those people. But, you know, have they changed their diet? Have they changed yeah, their approach to life? Know. Because this is just as much as a, a mental draining disease as it is physical. And if you don't change your mental attitude towards it, um, right. You know, understand good days, bad days. I'm going to take the good days, the bad days. Okay, I'm going to give you that time you need. That's yeah. what you need today. But you can't rub me of all my good days, right? And you've got no. to have a positive mental attitude towards it. That's and I think maybe if they and and if if, if any message <laughs> gets out, whether it's it's through the the book I write, I think those proceeds are going to charity. This is something that I feel that strongly about. Yeah. That we don't have enough information out no. there. And people who are already on a walker possibly or like me who, you know, are like and you like you. We're, we're disabled people. We yes. still are trying to we we have physical challenges which are classified yeah. as disabled, um, which I prefer to look at them as physical challenges. But that does my fibromyalgia is my challenge. It does not define who I am, no. and this is something that people have got to understand with any form of disease you're giving. It's the challenge you're given 
and the only thing with fibromyalgia, there isn't a cure for it. They, they don't know. It's purely manageable. And you've got to do your due diligence to find out how to manage it in your life. But do not become its identity because you no. are you. You are, you know, Deborah. I am Sarah. We have this challenge, but we okay. are not that disease. No, I'm not fibro. Right. Yeah. No, and I will never sign my name as fibromyalgia Morgan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. Nobody so, will ever look at me and say, "Oh, she's got fibromyalgia." I that is not what this disease does. Right, and and, uh, and again, a lot of people are always very surprised when when they you know that I have it um, because you know. It, I, I do openly talk about it here because this is a service to others. There's that you can still be very productive in your life. You can still have a very full, fruitful life. You've just got to learn how to live with it um, so that, it, you know, you don't become it. But when I'm out there, I don't walk around with a label. If I can't do no. something, I'll say I can't do it or I'm unavailable or whatever the case is. And, yeah. you know, it's uh, pace yourself. Learn to say no. Right. You know, I can't do that. Um, I just had a last weekend, like a five day chock-a-block from morning to night events. And during that time, the it pulled the plug on me and said, no, you're going to sleep. You're going to sleep in the middle yeah. of the day. And, uh, you, you know, I don't care. I'm going to make you boss eyed. You have to sleep because <laughs> otherwise you're not going to get through the next round. Right. And mm-hmm. then, you know, when it came back to kind of the normal day, which wasn't normal because now I had to catch up with all the work. But it's... Um, it's saying you're going to pace yourself and you've got to listen to your body. But you can still live a very beautiful, productive, wonderful life. It's just this is your challenge. And the more that your family understand what you're going through, it's not that you're moaning to them, you're educating them. But if no, you can empower exactly. them to help you, if you can empower them, look, this is a bad day for me. Can you do this? And as I said, even coming along and just giving you back a rub, giving your arms a rub or giving you a hug. They have no understanding of how really powerful sorry. it is. You know, yeah. I, I'm sorry you're having a bad day. Yeah. And sometimes that will go so far. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just the smallest things. Yeah. And people can make the smallest tweaks at a time. They don't have to do everything all once. Right. Exactly. Step by step. But you've you you've got, got this, you know. With this disease and say, I am yeah. not right. going to yeah. let you rule my life anymore. Exactly. And the more you let people in and let them know. You know, these these are my boundaries and my parameters, but this is what I can and will do. And mm-hmm. uh, allow other people to help you do it. So, you know, that's the important thing. Um, good for you, love. Good for you for not letting it bring you down. You um, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to get the best of me. <laughs> it has, it really wants to sometimes. <laughs> but, oh, I you know. know. Yeah. <laughs> and it's okay. You can have today, but tomorrow is mine. Tomorrow is mine. That's right. <laughs> so will you let everybody know how they can get hold of you, um, your site, everything that you offer them? And of course, when your book comes out, we will be kind of posting it up here to let people know but yeah what you're doing for people right now um right now anybody can get a hold of me um through facebook at deb spot which is d-e-b and then s-p-o-t um deb's rock and right which is also named Deb's spot but that's my address.com um yeah i can get me on twitter which is um d morgan 0505 and I believe you have those you can post, right? My contacts as well. So yes. people can 
You also okay. have your website. Have you let everybody know yes. what that is? Yes, everything should be on there, yeah. And, so it's, um, uh, your website is debsrockinright.com. Rock and right. R-O-C-K-I-N-W-R-I-T-E, yeah. Excellent. And, There's uh, a story behind that, of course. Okay, they'll have to come to your site to find out what the story is. And yeah, and, well, and on yeah. that website, you, you know, you share some techniques and tips and things like this. And uh, this is the thing. If fibromyalgia is still fairly new. It's um, it's actually only in the, maybe the last four or five years that it's been recognized as um, to a point where, you know, disability was actually looking at it as reality. And it's only this last few months that be upgraded to a disease um, and so it's still in discovery and uh, I do recommend people do listen to Dr. Osno here you, all you have to do is put a five and on selfdiscoveryradio.com and all of the shows that have done it will come up including um, Debs but he is a specialist he's dedicated 20 years to understanding what this disease is and he can give you some more understanding but especially if you're going to your doctor and he has no idea what it is give him the show of of uh, of Dr. Asana because he's a doctor that trains other doctors to understand what it is and what we can do. And this is one of the problems is that they just don't know. They don't you, know. You're not well, going you in with trained. a rash. You know, no, no, you're not going in with the symptoms that they can identify. And this is what took them so long to actually understand what this is. And it's the thing is with albumaldra, it is not one thing. It's a conglomerate. As they say, there's 31 points that create fibromyalgia. Yeah, I have 30, I think. I got 29. Uh-huh. Lucky you. You got one more. Yeah. <laughs> Who's counting at this point? Um, the, the one thing I am going to do is after before or after the book come out, I'm going to, i um, been talking to a woman, I think I'm going to be um, doing my own, some coaching online for people who are having trouble. Yes. Um, either starting to get uh, used to the fact that they have it. Um, I'm not a doctor at all. But no, uh, but you're you're, the, um, you're living with it, so you can share how yeah, you're living with I, it, and, yeah, and even if it puts them on the right path for, themselves, right? right? That's you know, that's not a doctor or therapist, but I want to be there for support, right? Um, if I'm the only person that would be there, and anything I do will always be reasonable. Uh, Fibro's my baby, as far as what I have you're calling my heart, yeah. my heart is into it. I obviously I live it. Right, and so when my book comes out, that will be on my story, um, you know, and hopefully it'll resonate. Hopefully today will resonate with some people. I do write. I don't write all the time. Sometimes my hands will, um, you know, accept the fact that I want to write that day, and sometimes not. So right, yes. When I start using my computer to talk into it, then maybe I can actually write exactly. You know, so, you know, sometimes you'll see a post. You said, wait for a little while. The next one will come out. Um, And my email is dmorgan45 at Gmail. And they can always email me, and I will be the one answering. I do not have an assistant. I do not work with anybody unless my husband's going to get hired. (laughs) And (laughs) right now, it's me and me alone that answers everything. Right. And the thing is, the fact that you really understand what it is, and, uh, you know, um, that's the point is that 
you can talk to a doctor about it, but they only know it from the points, you know. But it, for a person who's gone through it, you can share the things that have worked for you. It's still up to that person to take their own journey and discover oh, what sure. works for them. But if they know the simple thing, cut out sugar because of the inflammation, you know, um, start inserting more nutrition into your body to, to give you more of a boost, um, paying attention to the triggers, all of these type of things. When you've been through it, you can share that. And it leaves, at least makes people feel that they're not alone and they've got some guidance because nine out of ten doctors can't give them that guidance because they just have not been trained on it. So right. well, hearing it from the horse's mouth, right? So. Yeah, they don't have a they there's no I mean there there isn't any book of right no. on this one. Um no. this isn't like any other disease. I mean I and I hate to say that because cancer patients are in such worse shape, you know. But um, you say with cancer can't be cured and it's completely yeah it's, and that's it's the thing cured, they know what it is right and we, we also it. know that cancer is 80 percent emotional so if you can take care of the emotional drive you can you can yeah. heal the body the thing is with fibromyalgia as they stay it's a disease that cannot be cured it because there's so many symptoms it's only one that they can manage and yeah. you have to juggle that to find out how to manage you it can't even figure out how to manage it sometimes yeah. after all these after all these years yeah. I had a flare-up the other day, and I was like, really? Yeah. You know, I haven't had one in a long, quite a while that was that long. Yeah. And that went three days. That's been the long. That's been right. the shortest amount of time I've ever had one, really, but a long time between yes. them. And that's, that's the thing. It's, the it's, although you feel uncomfortable every day, like you're aching, uh, you get used to that. You know, that yeah. becomes your norm. It's when you, you have those other flare-ups that, that become a little more crippling. And the things you don't have to be crippled by it. You've just got to understand, yeah. you know, you've got to ride the wave. And uh, you're, you're, it's your surfboard, right? So. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. <laughs> right. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story here today. And I hope that it's helped thank anybody you. with the fibromyalgia to actually understand it's yes I know it can be difficult at times but the more you're willing to go through it the more you're willing to to listen to your body and get to know what it needs reach out to Deb for support join that uh, you know that organization she was talking about um, yeah. you know the whole thing is is that you're not alone and yes it means that you have to manage it and you have to be mindful soulful heartful in order to deal with it but I promise you, you could still live a very very meaningful productive life with it it's just a question of facing your challenge and finding your equilibrium so thank you Deborah for sharing your story with me today thank you for having me my pleasure love so folks until next time bye for now